0: Maryland Made. Be who you are. Do what you want. The
1: podcast. Brought to you by the number one student athlete development program in the world. What's up and welcome back to another week of the Maryland Made podcast. I'm Nate McGill and I'm I'm your host for this episode. If you don't know, the Maryland Made podcast provides timely, relevant, and practical information to empower student-athletes to explore their potentials and pursue their passions. We have a few special guests with us today. Um, we have Gabe Pickett from the UMD Career Centers and a current track athlete, Brandon Turpin. So I'll let them introduce themselves in a little bit, but thank you all for taking time this morning. I know it's early, but I appreciate you all for, for coming in and being featured today. So I'll let no you guys
2: introduce yourself. Go ahead. Uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, Brandon Turpin, my friends call me Turp. I'm a junior at UMD. I'm on a track team, specializing in hurdles, and I'm currently a graphic design major. Uh, right now I'm working with the uh, University of Maryland Football Department, working on like recruiting graphics, um, and also things for like social media engagement. So, so it's keeping me busy right now.
0: Well, makes, um good morning, glad to be here. My name is Kate Pickett. I am the career outreach specialist here at the University of Maryland, and work in the Career Center. I have a little bit of a hybrid role, so I spend my time with the Career Center and also with the College Behavioral Social Sciences, better known as CSOS. Um Back in my day, I was also a track athlete, yes, uh, <laughs> primarily with the, the jump, so triple jump, long jump. Did a little bit of the sprints as well, even though that wasn't my that wasn't my sweet spot. But you know, we we dabble in a little bit of everything back then. Ah, uh,
2: okay, okay,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, I want to just bring you guys together because, again, Gabe, you work with helping students get careers. And then, Turp, I think that you are have a fantastic start with just getting internships, getting real career experience. So just wanted to highlight the importance of internships and really talk about the career journey. So, Gabe, I want you to, like, you know, take it back a little bit. Like I said, you ran track uh, at Temple. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your career journey thus far and kind of like how you got to your position at UMD.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's it's looking back, it's it doesn't make sense how I kind of got here. It's a kind of a whirlwind of, of an approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, something I tell my students it doesn't always have to be a linear road. So um, I was a track athlete uh, back at company uh, University. Um, you know, that was that was my focus, right? That's why I thought, you know, that's why you know you have practice early, you have practice late, you have weights, you have all this stuff that takes up so much of your time. Um, So that was, I was a student, I I was an athlete first and a student second, right? And that's not the, that's not the way to do it. Um, But uh, I I was a a captain of the team by the time I was a junior, right? Um, And we had actually gotten cut. Uh, Our team got cut uh, for uh, finance reasons and um, like Title IX and things of that nature. Um, So at the time I was a kinesiology major, right? Thinking I was going to do physical therapy and all that other stuff, so. I'm just like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll just stick it out and, you know, we'll say, we'll, we'll go into physical therapy and, you know, that'll be it. Um, to, to graduate with a degree in kinesiology, uh, you have to do some volunteer hours with a physical therapist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that, realized that that's not what I wanted to do, like at all. <laughs> like uh, so sometimes I was so set on, I realized that it wasn't fulfilling work. It wasn't exciting work. It wasn't something that really challenged me in the way that I like to challenge. So the schoolwork was challenging, so I thought it would have been, but, uh, it wasn't uh, challenging uh, in the way that I thought it would be. So I was like, oh, man, I'm, you know, ju- junior going to my senior year now. So I've done it over the summer. I'm Like, ah, I don't know really what I want to do, but let me just get my degree. And, you know, I'll have a degree. And, you know, the the, the, the promise was you get a degree and then you're, you should be good for, right, in life. So um, I, I finished my degree and I just started working some my job. I ended up working for Enterprise for a little bit, doing some sales and some management stuff there. And they have a really nice program there as far as professional development. Uh, which is really great there but I'll, again figured out that that's not, not something i saw myself doing for the rest of my life um so like you know i started to look back in my my experience that i had you know up to that point uh and one thing that i kept from uh, going back to is when i was uh captain of the team and when we did get cut you know uh, a lot of my teammates came to me right they looked at me as far as our guidance you know hey you know I came here to run frack and i can't run back anymore what do i do where do i go like what 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 you know what does this mean for me um and just remembering some of those conversations i had with my teammates my friends as far as like hey like here are your options here's the things we can do like here's the things the resources that you have available for yourself to like figure out you know your next steps you know you really gotta get to take a introspective look as far as you know what do you want to do what do you want out of life um and just helping them with their career transition. So, you know, I, I thought about that and I was like, hey, I really, you know, enjoyed doing that. It was fulfilling work. And, you know, I know that it had an impact. Um, so I was like, hey, you know, I want to help athletes with their career chances. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. So I went back to school. Uh, so I went back to Temple, actually, uh, to get my master's in sports management. Okay. Um, in that time, I, I got an internship with the NFL Players Association. Um, working with them, they have a division called The Trust. Um, the trust uh, works directly with um, retired uh, NFL players and figure out their career sentences, what they want to do and kind of associate it. was so like, Hey, was, one day I make sure I did my internship was, you know, network with everyone that I could. So I spent, you know, time each week, you know, going around the department, just like asking people questions. And so when I got to the trust I was like, Hey, like, how do I get to where you, you're at? Like, how do I get to do this work? Yeah. Uh, one thing they tell me, it's like, you know, you need some experience, you know, helping people with their career transition. Um, you can go a couple of different routes. You can go the social work route, or you can, you know, w- or work within uh, careers. Um, I chose the career r- route. Uh, so when I graduated uh, my uh, grad degree, uh, grad school, uh, I went to work at Washington and Lee University. and worked in their career uh, office, um, working with diverse populations first, uh, not only do I love working with athletes, I love working with diverse populations, things like that, primarily. Right. Um, so I get to work with them for uh, with there for a little bit, and then I also get to work with, you know, the grander population, so I was working with diverse populations, I was working with student athletes, I was also working with the general population as well. Um, and I found the fulfillment just, you know, in all aspects of the work there. Um, so that's what led me to this kind of work. And then from there, I got an opportunity to come over here to Maryland, uh, right. work with a greater, uh, uh, a larger university, Maryland's um, also a lot closer to you know, my family, so it just kind of worked out there. So here now, i been really enjoying the work I do, connecting students with um, opportunities, resources to help them with their career
1: transition. Definitely. Shout out to UCC. I think they do some great work, so just got a salute to y'all. <laughs> Appreciate it. Turk, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your recruiting process. Tell us about how you got involved in track and kind of what led
2: you to be a collegiate athlete today. Okay uh let's see so i actually played soccer like all my childhood okay. uh ever since i was I, as long as i can remember being in sports like that's what i played so that was probably from like three years old four years old to like high, uh freshman year of high school so i actually wanted to be on the soccer team in my high school i went to the uh like it's in the area but um what happened i ended up going on vacation like the same week of tryouts and i had no idea that the tryouts for that week so, ended up missing it, like, completely. So, I get back, and I'm like, all right, well, we need to do something, because I'm just not going to be sitting around here, like, day after day. You know, uh... give me one second. My bad. Sorry about that. Uh... Yeah, I'm not going to be sitting here day after day. Like, I, I feel like I got to stay active in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, I decided to just join the track team, uh, mainly because, like, most of the friends that I had at school were on the team. That- that's, like, the main reason why, but... After a year, I started like to kind of uh, love the sport, just become more passionate about it. Um, and then that was during my sophomore year. And then it came to a point where I felt like you know I really wanted to take it seriously, like take it to the next level. So I started like to lock in a bit more, and I just that, I started hurdles at that same time. So just going through that process of just you know, day in day out going into practice, uh, going to meets, and just making sure I'm on top of myself really got me to where I am today. So as in terms of getting to UMB now. Uh, this is during my senior year, and of course, this is 2020, and as we all know, that's like when COVID really, really hit. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was going through my options. I had, uh, was being recruited by multiple schools around the country, but um, at that time, being at home for so long, I didn't, honestly, I just didn't feel comfortable not being at home. I felt like it was pretty easy just to be around my family at the time being, mm-hmm. and it seemed like the safest Uh option at the time being so i decided to uh, make my way to umd i like it, and it's in the, kind of in the area so i can definitely
1: understand that um is there anything is there anything else that kind of sold you on the university like coaching staff campus programs that you thought about like when you were making that decision yeah. to come to uh, umd versus other universities hmm.
2: Looking at UMD, uh, as far as I know, since growing up, it's one of the top uh public institutions in the nation. Uh, my mom was alumni here, so she's been telling me about UMD for as long as I can remember when it comes to college. So that's always one thing that's been in my head. But uh, when it came to like uh, looking at the team, like one of my visits earlier in my senior, senior year, uh, you could tell from like team culture that it was just like a legit family, especially with, with, with like the men on the team. I felt like I would just easily like. Be able to just to slide into that environment so that was really a selling point for me and uh oh yeah that's really it that's really it got you okay appreciate that
1: uh so Gay, back on you so you talked to us a little bit about your journey temple internship nflpa we said washington elite right
0: mm-hmm. so like
1: yeah. on that journey is there anything you really became passionate about like did you discover anything um, about yourself and wanting to pursue this career either f- even further like throughout that process
0: absolutely um you know and I like the way you put it because yeah as you know kind of the discovery that I wanted to do this and then as I'm doing it and just playing out the different needs and you know the different services that students need or, like it just kind of had me further deep and deeperly in like in and in, in, in the love for for stuff that I kind of do so actually when i was working at washington and lee so washington and lee is a small liberal arts college in the western part of virginia you might have never heard of it um, but there's probably about you know 2,000 students in the in the whole college right mm-hmm. it's very small very small so uh as you might suspect the uh, black population there is not very robust um when i was getting uh when i was interviewing there they had me interview with some of the students and some of the uh, I remember talking to a, one of the black students who was in Kansas, um, and he told me that you know there's not much for black people out there. Um, he loves the school, loves what he does, stuff like that. But he ran track as well, um, but you know he can't even get a haircut, right? Uh, he only gets a haircut when he goes back home. Um, and since he's a track athlete, he only goes home you know once or twice a year because he lives in Kansas. Like he can't just be you know darting back and forth stuff back and forth home. Um, so I remember, I, that's something that stuck with me. Um, and I lived about 45. I had about a 45-minute commute uh, to campus there, and there was a barber in my town. So I was like, "Hey, like, how did you feel about like coming down to campus once a month, uh, getting, doing uh, haircuts for some of the you know black kids on campus and stuff like that?" So we we made it. We made it a thing. It was uh, mm-hmm. um, cuts and conversation. We had you know uh, we had one of the um, fraternity houses that we kind of say that when you know black kids would kind of come. Uh, black men would come and they would, you know, hang out there. We would play video games. We, I taught some, some students how to play spades. Um, we just had conversations about stuff that was going on, uh, what was happening while they were waiting to get their haircut. Um And it was good because, you know, it happened about once a month so they could go into the weekend or, you know, go into the week, especially if there's something coming up, you know, with a good haircut. You know, they didn't have to look, you know, uh, bangly for, for the entire semester, right? You know that you know how you come in the semester looking fresh, coming from home for like that first couple of weeks. Imagine having that couple of weeks within, you know, the rest of the semester, you just, you know, you have a hat on for the rest of your time, right? Um, So it's good to be able to do that. And then, you know, I'm able to talk a little bit about, you know, what what work that we did at the Career Center down there, stuff like that. They are are able to identify, hey, there's a Black person in the the Career Center, you know, see that kind of representation, someone actually cares about us, stuff like that. So um, that was really fulfilling uh, just to see that I was like, hey, there's a need here, be able to fulfill the need to be able to connect with students on another level. Um and just be able to meet them where they're at, where they're at. You know, a lot of our work is, you know, connecting with students and trying to meet them where they're at and you know, provide uh provide services as as relevant to to their their journey and their flight. So um that was a really great example of the time that they were able to kind of really do that. And it was like, wow, like this is something that's important. It's something small, small gesture, but it's something that's important and had a profound impact.
1: Definitely. So um That's definitely different. I mean, I can understand being in a small university and not really having an outlet to to even get a haircut. I'm I'm kind of interested to see like what other issues they or I won't say issues, but just hurdles they has to overcome. I mean, whether like be a social aspect or um, food aspect. I mean, it it, the list can go on, you know. So, Mm. talk to me a little bit more why why you chose this demographic. And I'll I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Like I'm a former student athlete myself, but I think it's very cool to work with the 18 to 22 year old. I mean, sometimes a little older than that, you know, demographic, just because they have, they are more, I think, determined to, you know, go to the next phase in life. I think sometimes the, this demographic might not know what they want to do, but like this is definitely different than working in like an elementary setting. So is did that go into like any, like, did you think about that when trying to pursue a job in like higher education, like that demographic as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because um, you know, I was at a uh, I was at the time I was trying to figure out: Do I want to work, you know, with professionals? Do I want was, was those who are kind of in transition? I think that, and like looking back at my own experience, I think that that was the biggest thing. Looking back at my own experience when I was, you know, eighteen to twenty-two to twenty-three or whatever, uh, you're inundated with so much, and it's a very, uh, uh, it's a very it's a very interesting time where you can kind of go any which way. Uh, yeah. It's all about what you're exposed to, what kind of resources that you have available to you, um, and what's being offered, right? So, you know, I thought that that was a, like, we read with like grad students who work with professionals, you know, they're, you know, a lot of times they have, you know, their mindset where they want to go, and they'll seek out the information. Whereas, you know, 18, 22 year olds, you know, can kind of go any which way. And I remember myself as a student athlete, um, my focus, again, like I said earlier, my focus was on on sports. So if like, yeah, I figure out the career stuff later. Um, but, you know, if I had had someone who, you know, was able to meet me where I was at and like really kind of sit down like, Hey, this is, this is important that we start thinking of now. Yes, absolutely. You're an athlete. It's important Something that you love, I'm not saying that you can't focus on that, but, mm-hmm. you know, develop, uh, devote some time here as well, because it's going to pay out dividends down the road. Um, I didn't necessarily have that. Um, um, so, you know, being able to do for, for others that I didn't necessarily have myself is something that's important to me um and it's, it's 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 good to see that like the work that we do um the resources that we are able to provide you know be able to meet student athletes especially or just students in general and see how like wow i didn't know this going into the session or i didn't know this going to this advising appointment or i didn't know this going into this event but now i know like i have a clear path forward and all that stuff and kind of seeing that light bulb moment um is really great
1: yeah i agree so terp I don't want to put you on the spot, but how old are you? Cause I know you in that time, you in that group, right? You 21, yeah. 21? Yeah, 21.
0: 21.
1: Okay. <laughs> I got to. So now you you're you're a part of this demographic that we're talking about. And, and you're a student athlete. So you're balancing the athletic portion of social life um and the athletic um you know aspect of your life. So tell us a little bit about like how you came to figure out the career journey that you want to start going on. Um, like did they have was there any influences that kind of came about? um and making you kind of decide what you want to do as far as like the, the creative side of things so
2: um in high school I kind of got into graphic design but uh I never took it to like a serious <laughs> point I kind of just felt like it was like a little hobby that I could do on the side so part of me was just like all right we'll just we'll do that on the side When we get to college I decided to uh, major in computer science so uh, that was during my freshman year so I started out in computer science and. Freshman year went okay like the for it was like the second, the spring semester of my freshman year. It went okay. It was the first class that you needed for that, uh, that major. So I did okay in that class and I moved into like a sophomore year, fall semester now. And once I got to this class, like everything took a turn. I didn't, I had no idea it was going to be like that much work required to put in. And it got to a point where I had to ask myself, you know, is this making me happy? Like, mm-hmm. is this actually what I want to do? And I started like comparing myself to uh, some of my teammates, I had another teammate who uh, was also in computer science and he just, he secured an internship with Microsoft like that, that same year. So I'm telling myself, Oh, he did it. I could do it. You know, that's all these thoughts are going through my head, but it really came down to like, really, what makes you happy? Like, what do you, like, what do you like to do that, you know, will put you in the best spot mentally? And I feel like that should be emphasized over everything else in terms of whatever you do. So I decided to go back in and try to see if I could major in graphic design here at UMD. And since making that career choice, I I feel like I'm putting myself in like the best position uh, mentally. I haven't been in a better spot uh, in these like past couple months within being in this major. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of where I got to got to this point and. Uh, then moving into like how I'm with like internships that I've had so far so once I decided to move into like graphic design I was able to secure two two internships with the uh, University of Maryland one working as a creative content designer with the IT department so uh, working on digital signage and things of that sort and then also I started a position uh, as a graphic design intern with the football team like I discussed earlier so yeah, those two positions have been pretty like uh, beneficial as of right now. I'm just working towards you know getting to that next level. And gra- Gabe, the graphics are crazy. I'm trying to say- crazy. You take, too you take too much.
1: <laughs> so, so okay. So, as you're as you're deciding you, you want to change majors, you you figure out you know your passion. I think something you hit on was, was really good. Is like you got to figure out what's going to make you happy if that's going to be the a career that you're going to pursue. So, like looking forward, like is there anything that like you're excited about when you're going throughout this journey because i'll say you know having some years of experience in different industries like it's definitely a journey like it's not going to just happen overnight wherever you want to be but um what excites you about going on this journey uh, or potentially going down this journey you know in the future
2: i'd have to say like have an opportunity to really be myself mm-hmm. and let my creative mind just uh, like spread you know um i felt like being in that computer science environment i kind of like restricting myself a little bit just to like what was expected of me and I feel like being in this role I have the opportunity to really just um you know let let people see what I see in myself but through my work that's what I feel like just really keeping me going like every interview that I do have coming up I kind of look at it as something that um that I want to do rather something that I have to do like all these job positions, so that's what that's what I feel like it. Is. And then, Gabe, I'm going to ask you kind of a similar
1: question. Like, since you've been on the journey, um, like, what is something that has not been as exciting for you? Like, as you are going through and you're learning and you're getting all these experiences, what is not exciting?
0: Uh, It's actually really, <laughs> it's a good question. Um, So, you know, as an athlete, like, you think um, I'm going to have, you know, these, like, skills forever, you know, I'm going to make sure I go to something that's not going to be boring or monotonous, like, The one thing I didn't realize going into this work is that there's a lot of administrative tasks, a lot of things behind the scenes that you don't know, a lot of time behind the desk, stuff like that. So there's a lot of monotony that kind of goes into, you know, the final product. Mm -hmm. Um, That's sometimes just like not the thing that you look forward to, um, but it's a part of falling in love with the process of, you know, hey, you know that at the end of the day, this is going to be the end result. Um, You know, at the end of the day, like this is going to be, you know, um, the resource that, you know, the, the, demographic that this resource is going to serve so you know you're able to do it but you know sometimes the is you don't look forward to you know inputting all that data or you know recording all those notes or you know all that or you know you know the many many phone calls that go into you know getting you know uh recruiting in a couple of employers and stuff like that the nose and stuff like that they have to kind of go through um there's a lot that happens on the that people don't know about um but you know it's 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 all worth it at, at the at the end because, you know, again, that light bulb moment, even if it's for one or two students that it makes make the click, you know, that's those are, you know, young minds that you're helping mold, those are, you know, career paths, you know, life changing stuff that can be happening um because of the work that we do. So it it, it it's not always glamorous, but you know, it, right. it's definitely it's definitely worth worthwhile. It, 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 you know exactly what I'm talking about. So <laughs> you know what But me? it's so worth it.
1: It's yeah, worth it. Absolutely. Perfect. So like now we're going to move to another another section of questions, and I just want you all to just reflect on your internship experiences and, Gabe, your career experiences as well. So, like, run down the details of your uh, internship. Like, I think, Brandon, if you're thinking about, like, the stuff you did over this summer and, like, how has that experience helped you? I mean, for you, I guess, doing different interviews, like some things that you can talk about in your interviews. And for Gabe, how has those inter- that internship for you, um, whether it be the NFLPA on your day-to-day basis, how, 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 how has those transferable skills, like, applied in your career journey?
2: Right. So I'll start. So um, looking at, like, the interview process and just, like, in terms of getting those jobs, uh, one thing I've noticed, especially, like, comparing this to being a, a student-athlete, is that most of these interviewers give you the opportunity to actually, like, be yourself, and they just want to know more about you. And I feel like sometimes being a student-athlete, you're expecting, you know like key, Keep yourself separate, like your personal life, keep all that separate from your sport. And you just got to be like a straight up competitor in every way, aspect of form, instead of like, you know, there's always different things. At the end of the day, you're still a person, you know, you're a student athlete. So I feel like being a student athlete, it's kind of hard to keep those uh, two things separate. But in terms of these like interviews that I've been doing lately, I really noticed that like they really want to know more about you and like what you're really about, like your values and your goals. So, um. That's like a huge uh, like thing I've noticed in, in terms of making that adjustment of being just like a student athlete to not being an intern. uh, At some, at some point, you're going to realize that like not everything is about you because, you know, being an athlete, you're granted like a lot of opportunities. Things are kind of I mean, you put in work obviously in your sport, but at the same time, there's things that you like in terms of treatment, you know, food that you get like all that you got your scholarship that you have as well. Like those are all things just given to you just based on the fact of how you perform, but when right. you get to work, you really have to put in, like, you got to show something in order to get something back. You have to, you know, make some headway in order to have your voice being heard, like in the office and things like that So make sure that you like hold some weight, uh, in your work environment. So that's, that's a big adjustment that I had to, you know, realize, uh, going into that intern role.
0: Yeah, and I would say on, on, the interesting part of working in careers is because, like, a lot of things that happen to you in your career, it's, like, directly applicable to the work that you actually do, too. So, it's, like, mm-hmm. that, it kind of has several sports there. I would say that, like, thinking back, especially uh, on my time with the NFLPA, um, I was able to take a lot off from it. It's a really, really great organization. Um, so, I was able to figure out, okay, what are some things that I'm now looking for in an organization that, that I go to work for, right? Is there, you know, representation of diversity within the within the organization? And if not, you know, what's the culture like there? Like, are they, you know, open and welcoming, or or are they, you know, you know, cold? Like, I don't, obviously, don't work in a cold environment that you know isn't isn't welcoming or anything like that. So, you know, when I went down to Washington Lee, it's in the deep south, you know, for all intents and purposes. But the the people that I actually work with in my department, and you know, they were really welcoming. They were, you know, really understanding and things like that. Um, so again, being able to identify the type of culture that I want to work with. Um I had mentioned earlier that, you know, in during that time I made sure that I network, you know, kind of throughout the department. Um, throughout the organization really. Um, and you know, just kind of thinking like, hey, this is a once in a lifetime really opportunity. I mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love to come back here, but there's no telling ch- that I, I actually will. So like let me, you know, you know, pick the minds of, you know, some of the people that work here in this industry and let me make sure I, you know, have a oh, Walk away from this experience with you know a lot of great information, connections, things like that. Um, so you know figuring out the importance of networking, right? So now you know as a, you know as a part time uh, I do some student advising as well. So you know maybe to you know talk about you know from experience you know, the importance of networking, you know the takeaways that you can really get, things like that, and different networking strategies that you can really employ.
2: Um,
0: and then just kind of learning about different career paths and stuff like that too, and realizing that like it does it's not a, it's not always going to be linear like you know terp has a really great story as far as you know how he kind of came about realizing what he wants to do but sometimes that realization comes later down the road to so something like yeah. i know it did for me and you know some people some people know you know from high school some people know from middle school like hey this is what i want to do boom and they can kind of go from there but it's not the same for everyone but that's also okay right um you know we're we're way past the days where you know you figure out what you want to do and that's the only thing you're going to do for the next 40 50 years until you until you retire you know sometimes say hey, i want to do this and then you know 10 years down the road it's like hey you know i want to try something else I want to you know um i want to uh express this this skill set that i have or anything like that so just knowing that there's many different pathways to you know to careers and that any pathway that you choose is okay as long as you feel you know especially if you, something that you want to do
1: gotcha so um what's the next question i want to i'm trying to think about like we talked about some adjustments you guys had to make you know when you guys make that transition so like think about some challenging challenges that you guys had to face and kind of overcome in your experience like were there any learning curves when you came into either the internship role or the uh you know your career role like i'm thinking about um you talked about um adjusting and making sure you you know work so you have some headspace you're showing the employer that you're capable of doing x y and z um, but what were some other learning curves that you guys might have faced when you were in these roles and you guys
2: overcame in, in that process uh kind of picking back on what I said earlier about uh making sure that my employer knows that I'm capable of uh, you know being in that position and actually uh doing well at my, at my job is that like it was a bit of a struggle kind of to be vulnerable and say, you know, I honestly am not sure how I need to do this, how to go about completing this task. Um, mm-hmm. it's Something that I've like dealt with like throughout my life, especially in track, being like a track athlete, it's never a good thing to tell your coach, like, Hey, I don't think I, I can't do this right now. You don't want to be that guy. Like that's, it's kind of like a struggle right there. So kind of taking all those experiences and not going into the work world and then having to kind of overcome that, and being able to just say yeah I, i'm not too sure how to go about doing this it kind of puts you it puts you like down the pedestal and you, you're always trying to work your way up so that's something that i had to get used to and in the end i feel like it's pretty important to do so because like i feel like everybody has these opportunities, like these situations where they honestly don't know what to do and you know some people you know just Mess around, just find out, we'll figure out later on. But I feel like, you know, tackling those problems, head, like head on, early, puts you in a better spot in the, in the long run. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: so. yeah uh, I I think that's great. And that's something I probably would pack, piggyback off of, you know, uh, being an athlete for my entire life, um, you know, a lot of it was like, hey, you get taught this thing once, and then you're expected to do it over and over again. You're supposed to you yeah. know, be, be good at it, be pre- you, you know perfect perfect that skill perfect that that the aspect of things so then you know turn around and then going into the workforce you know you kind of hesitate to go and ask for help right, right. Um, one thing that I loved about track was that like you know um, I was able to own my accomplishments own you know my you know you know as much as it's as it's a team sport right you guys win win with, with, with as a team you know you're responsible for your event and how you perform and things like that. Um, know but it also comes with the thing with the criticism right so you know all eyes are on you right so there's a little bit of Mm -hmm. there you kind of i was i was kind of taking that into the workplace i was like oh man like you know if this doesn't come out great like you know my boss is going to come down on me really hard things like that but not realizing again that's why it's important to know what kind of culture you're getting yourself into and what kind of management uh style that your your peers have like you know are they um open to coachability, right? You know, are they someone that you can actually kind of go to and kind of help you through the process and things like that? Because um, that kind of stuff is, is important, especially for a student kind of making that transition. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have, you know, real internship undergrads, right? I worked, you know, odd jobs, you know, server, you know, I worked, you know, some things on campus. I didn't really have like any real type of experience in the, in the field that I want to do. So everything that I was learning as far as like professionalism on the job, like I was learning on the go um you know you know I knew about careers because of you know my own career journey but you know as far as the differences in my like, different resources and stuff like that like I learned all that stuff like on the fly mm-hmm. um so like you know I, when I started doing student advising like you know I had to ask my boss like every day like hey am I am I saying the right thing? like you know you know am I, am I giving them am I pointing them in the right direction like because you know again like as small as a university, you're not always guaranteed for those students to come back with questions because you know for them it's it's an intimidating experience. It can be an intimidating experience as well. So, you know, I don't I don't want to impart them with the wrong information. Right. So, you know, you know, the first you know, first little bit when I was advising people and stuff like that, I was all right, I was, let me uh my, my whole thing was always, you know, I, I don't know the answer now, I would definitely make sure I follow up with, with you. So uh-huh. that first like couple months I was following up with everyone. <laughs> I didn't have the answers right there, but I was following up and following finding the information. So um, you know, being able to learn on the fly was was uh, something that I had to get used to doing because, you know, didn't have the, big, the biggest uh, um, biggest amount of experience kind of going in. And it's being able to adjust to the professional workplace as far as, like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not know. Um, it's okay to, you know, allow yourself to be, you know, coachable. Um, and, and it's okay to, you know, it's okay to fail. Yeah. But, but fail forward, right? Sure. Uh, you know, when you're an athlete, you know, you 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 don't you fail. It's like the end. <laughs> it feels like yeah. the end of the world, right? You know, yeah. I was a jumper. You know, if I you know, scratch all three of my
2: jumps,
0: my head's down the rest of that bus ride. I don't, <laughs> you know, coach walking down the aisle. I <laughs> nah, I'm not here. You <laughs> he didn't yeah. get on the bus. Um, but it's okay to you know, it's okay to you know, fail and but you want to fail forward. You want to learn from your experiences and just be able to improve moving forward. Um, so that that was a challenge, but something that I was also able to take from my my time as an athlete.
1: Man, you guys—you said a few different things that I kind of wanted to just just run back real quick. With because you talked about you're not having that experience, uh, in undergraduate years. So like that's why I feel like important the, the the having an internship in your undergraduate years is so important because you get to learn. I tell student athletes this all the time: if you have an experience and you don't like it, then you know you don't want to do that anymore. You don't have to, uh, figure that out. You know, once you're graduating, once you have bills and things of this nature, you can get that experience out the way. So that's one thing. And another one I talked about like having a culture or like a supervisor who supports you in that situation. Like mm-hmm. I know we I've had situations where I feel like I need to ask questions. Um, and I think that's okay. And I think that I would rather ask a question than not ask a question than like mess up and it can't be reversed. Like, I think that's important to know too. So definitely ask questions. If you, if you feel like you have the opportunity to do so, and you're in a culture to do so. Um, so Terp, I want to talk about this New York trip. I know you did that last summer, you know, yeah. you got yeah. the opportunity to get some exposure. So tell us a little bit about how that opportunity kind of helped you in your career journey and maybe just the exposure piece of it. But talk to us a little bit about that.
2: All right. So um, this is at the end of my sophomore year. And I just started uh, being in the graphic design, like uh, major at this time being. So, uh through the Maryland May program y'all should definitely check it out one of the best things ever uh they decided to put put together like a uh career learning experience for uh student athletes uh able to like to sign up and take a trip to New York for about I think three days and at this uh during the trip we were able to like to visit uh some big time companies um in the New York area uh, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to go to uh Nike uh visit with uh, uh Brooklyn Nets headquarters, uh Morgan Stanley. Um, you know, it was it was a very great experience. Um looking back on it right now, some things I like the highlights of this trip is just like some of in most of these jobs, even like for example, visiting uh Morgan Stanley, I looked at it as like, okay, why am I going to Morgan Stanley? Like I'm a designer, I'm a graphic designer, so what can I offer to this company? But you know, being in that environment, you start to realize that like if you get your foot in the door, but like the possibilities are endless and say like for example you know you have you don't have things on your resume or like even like career interests at the time being that actually relate to like morgan stanley i feel like i don't even i'm being honest i can't remember exactly what the uh, company i think it's like financial a- advising mm-hmm. advising and stuff like that but i felt like me being in that environment i didn't want to be there like taking the, that trip to the company because i just felt like i had i could gain nothing from that Experience and they would they wouldn't get anything from me, but you know being in that room, being in like the uh, meeting room talking about a lot of people, even like the people board members there, they didn't start off as what they thought they were gonna be. So I felt like just under getting that understanding of just knowing that like, hey, you're here right now, but five years from now you could be in a totally different uh mind space where you feel like you may want to go down a different career avenue, you know. I feel like that's one of the biggest things i got from that trip is just knowing that there's always room to grow um and also at the trip i had the opportunity you know network and start building connections with uh, some very important people uh connecting on linkedin you know reaching out seeing if they can provide you know some advice and also find like ways to uh boost your career was some big things i got from this trip definitely
1: so i'm thinking like like track athlete got some internship experience been exposed you've been to the career trip um so tell us about the next phase for you like what are you what, what are you currently doing like and what, what's the future look for you right now I know you've been applying to some places yeah. um so we, we we wish you the best on that but what's what's next for you
2: what's next for me so I'm looking to become either I've been like at least the roles I've been applying for either a UX UI designer product designer or graphic designer for like any company that's willing to take me um I'm hoping to just get my foot in the door. It doesn't really matter like what the position is. I just want to put myself in a good spot to then kind of work my way around and then work my way up. Mm-hmm. Um hoping to be. I want to become like a lead designer, creative director within like the next ten years. Hopefully, I'm um, praying that that that, that that's branded to me. But that's where I'm at right now. I'm just staying open to anything that's put on the table. Um, never want to sell myself short. So, yeah. Love it.
1: Now, Gabe, now what advice would you give him and any other students that's going to make this transition soon? Like what's the what's the best career advice you would give him and everybody else?
0: Tap in. <laughs> right. So like uh, doing things like, like you know, get engaged with, you know, people like Nate, people like myself um, to find out, OK, what are some opportunities that are here? Um, you know, we haven't me and my myself and Nate, we're talking to employers all the time. Right. Um, so you know what what are those conversations that? What are they looking for? what How do I make starting I position myself uh, to be a competitive candidate for 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 these organizations, right? What skill sets um, are they looking for, things like that? What employers are coming on campus? What opportunities do I have to kind of connect with recruiters, things like that? You know, as you're saying, that, I'm thinking like you know we have a couple fairs coming up. We have you know visual arts. Uh, that's coming up too you know that'd probably be a good idea for you to like i'm already thinking of that as you as, as you're talking So yeah. you know you know tap in you know uh, you utilize us uh, as resources but also take advantage of your network i talked about networking a little bit before but all it is is relationship building um and, and leveraging your uh, your relationships with people that are in the industry i'm a huge believer in you know the six degrees of separation so like even if you know i don't know somebody i even if i don't have like an open opportunity i might know somebody who you know works in the industry that you're looking to work in, or you know works for the uh, company that you're looking to work for, right? So six years of separation is, is a real thing. And your network is you know the people around you. You know you have you know two internships. You know your your colleagues uh, there. You're you know you work with the football team. You know they they have people coming in and all uh, all the time and stuff like that. So even having that on your resume is a huge uh, a huge deal um, for a lot of people. So um, that's. A little bit of advice is obviously make sure that your your resume, your professional documents are, are up to snub because you know you want to be ready to go. Like if you're networking with someone, you know, one of the things that, one of the one of the things they're gonna ask you, like, hey, yeah, this sounds really great. You know, we're really, really impressive. Like, hey, make sure you here's my information. Make sure you send me over your resume. Uh-huh. Kind of it along. You don't want to like be waiting two three weeks to finish your resume to be able to send it over. You want to have them like, yeah. kind of prepped and kind of ready to go. Um, so you can make, you know, and stuff here and there, but you can kind of send it over. So again, that's another reason why it's important to get tapped in. Um, you know, especially with, you know, some of the career people, Nate, myself, people at the career center, things like that, because there's a bunch of resources and stuff I know you're inundated with a lot. You have, obviously, you're you're an athlete, you have class, you have, you know, part of student groups, there's a lot going on. Um, but especially if you're already kind of thinking, you know, career, uh, career things, kind of clear-minded, you want to make sure that you're tapped into uh, those career conversations.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, now we're going to shop into one of my favorite, my favorite questions. And it's titled, If you knew then, or if you knew then what you know now, right? So like as you get older, I mean you guys mature, things of that nature. Um reflect on the the highs, the uglies, the goods, the bads, and like just give some advice to your younger self. Um, and that can be, you know, just things that you learn. What, what advice would you give your younger self?
2: That was a good question
1: you can take time you can take time
0: I can take this one first because I have this conversation right. almost every day right. <laughs> um, one thing that you know in my work like I'm blown away by students of today um, they're way smarter than I ever was <laughs> at that time um you know we talk about you know you know being engaged with the with information stuff like that uh, Especially student athletes are now way more engaged. Um, then like myself or my teammates, you know, for the most part of the world, like back, back when I was running, I ran like 10 years ago. So back when I was running, like, you know, we, we, we were like, Hey, like, we're, we're going to practice. Oh no, I'm going to, you know, this career. event. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, you're, what do you have to think about that now? We're, we're an athlete. Right. Um, so I would have done a lot of that difference, right. I would have, you know, spent more time, you know, doing, thinking about career stuff. But I also would have spent more time, um, just getting involved on campus. You know, yes, I was a student athlete, but there was a lot of student groups. I, I was a part of a couple of student groups, but like, I definitely would have, you know, explored my interest areas a lot more, got involved a lot more, made some of those connections. Because, um, you know, some of the student groups, I, you know, I ended up having friends I still talk to today. Um, mm-hmm. I and mean, those are also connections that I still have to to this day. Um, and just knowing that like those opportunities were also there, you know, we talked about, we talked a little about internships. I, without talking to anyone that specialized in the area, I pretty much just told myself that I didn't have the time to do an internship. I never looked really doing an internship. I told myself I didn't have the time to go study abroad without actually seeking out the information and what that actually looks like. Um, if I could do it all again, I definitely would have looked and sought out the information or found the information because like it is possible to you know, be a student athlete and to, uh, do an internship. It is possible to be a student athlete and travel abroad. It is possible to be a student and do the things you want to do um, in your time while you're still in school. So um, I definitely would have been more active in my own growth, both professionally uh, and personally.
1: Um,
2: that was good. Uh, I'm still, I was still thinking, but I think I got it. Uh, I'd have to say, honestly, just listening to myself mm. uh, and like at all times and you know doing what i want to do i talked about that earlier but Mm -hmm. i felt like that would have saved me so much time like the amount of stress that i was under especially getting here um imposter syndrome like it was a lot of things i'll tell you like during my sophomore year like that was probably the worst time like i there was days i would wake up before class when i being in that computer science major and just tell myself like what I don't, I really, really, you know, nobody wants to go to class sometimes because it just becomes a very strenuous like experience, but I literally did not want to go to class and I would go to class. I'm looking at the board and I'm telling myself like, why, why, like really, why, why are we doing this? Really? Why are we doing this? So something I would just tell my youngest self is that like money isn't everything. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was really doing computer science. That's how I kind of realized I was doing computer science because I was told that, oh, you're going know, to make X amount of money. You put yourself in a great spot. Like this is gonna, it's gonna, everything's gonna be just amazing. But I was in it. I was doing it. I was. I mean, I, I obviously wasn't at like that career level. But I was in the classes. I'm telling myself, like, this is me right now. I know it's gonna get even harder. And it wasn't even just the amount of work that was really stressing me out. It was just like, do I really feel like putting myself through all this, all these things for something that I don't even want to do? I never had a dream of doing. And rather than you know, then taking my taking some steps back and realizing, you know. Being a designer, being a create that creative person is what makes me happy. So I feel like that's just something that I should have told my younger self, not just doing what you want to do and not trying to please other people and what they see for you. I feel like that's one of the most important things uh, for myself. No, nah, that's super solid. I appreciate y'all sharing that. I appreciate that. Right. Last
1: section, we're doing rapid fire. So one word to describes the career journey for you would be what? Go ahead.
2: One word. One word. I say it sounds cliche, but like a roller coaster. Um yeah. Has high like has his highs and lows. Obviously everybody knows that. Uh there's sometimes, you know, you go do the interview and you feel like you're on top of the world, everything went smooth. About a week or two later you get that we would get to inform you that, you know, uh we decided to move on with other candidates. It's like it really hits you like, okay, what did I do wrong? Like I really thought like Throughout this uh inter like interviewing process, like this fall, there's been like countless times where I felt like I really put myself in a good position, and then you go from being up here and then just down to that low when you get uh that that decline. You know, they they reject you. It feels like, all right, well, how are we supposed to get back up from here? So it's something that I'm going through. Obviously, you get used to it at a certain point, but just making sure like you open up as many opportunities for you, so they won't make as big as an impact. But. Oh, sir. okay gay what you got
0: i mean he stole mine. i was gonna say like non-linear <laughs> uh, but uh-huh. I, I'll, go, I'll go a different i'll say like uh self-discovering or self-illuminating
1: mm-hmm. right
0: so one word is hyphenated um and uh-huh. it's because you know when you're when you're in your career journey you're starting you learn a lot about yourself you learn about yeah. a lot about again we talked about already you know what do you like what don't you like you know um what kind of culture do you want to kind of immerse yourself in what kind of work do you want to do what what are your you know um, popular interview question: your strengths and weaknesses, right? You really kind of have to take kind of a self-assessment as far as, you know, figuring out a lot about yourself and how you uh, present yourself to the world in, in a professional sense, something like that. So the last thing you don't necessarily think about on a day-to-day, you kind of force to kind of think about when, you, when you're going, when you talk about careers and career paths and things like that.
1: Next question, would you rather have a paid experience with an unknown company or an unpaid experience with a notable employer?
2: <laughs> hmm. uh yeah I have to hmm I I don't know this is this is hard because I feel like every time you do work you gotta you have to get something from it I and mean, you need to be compensated I feel like that's the case but you know hmm, I do I do think that money isn't everything so as I said before it can't but this is hard Cause it really ah. Right. I mean me, I'm gonna have to go with uh unpaid experience with the yes. notable employee because I feel like if you do well enough in that role, you have to, they're already like no uh notable so you can take that experience. You don't have to work with them the entire time. You can probably put that on the resume, then like market yourself to another company. Obviously you got that experience already and then get yourself to that next level. So you just stay down till you come up. That's what I think. Okay, what
0: you going with? So I, I think there's no wrong answer to this question, right. but I also think it's 2023 and I don't believe in not paying yeah. for work. I, I, agree with I, that I, 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 I don't I don't agree with, you know, oh we're gonna you get the experience. Like, yeah, you get the experience, but like you're a big company. You have like you have the money, yeah. like pay me, you know. Um so I and the thing about like kind of a small or unknown unknown company. Um, you get paid there, but if they're a small unknown company, um, you're probably going to have a, a wider uh, breadth of experience, right? So if it's you know it's a lot of these small startups, right, um, your title could be one thing, but you can probably work in a lot of different areas, so you're garnering a lot of different experiences. Uh, plus, you know, if you're the uh, the opportunity to probably get onboarded afterwards after your internship or whatever, um, it's probably going to be a lot greater because they're familiar with you they work with you again they're a small company so they are gonna work with people that they trust um so you have a probably a bit a better chance um with it because the competition is a, uh, a lot less right the reason why you know they do the unpaid for these large organizations is it's because they have so many um um so much interest kind of in them so i think i would go with the the unknown company uh pay me pay <laughs> me this it's is 2023. yeah inflation's crazy Economic downturn. Hey, okay, me. I need my money on time. <laughs> like nah.
1: <laughs> all right, pick one. Work from home, in person, or hybrid.
2: In person. I, uh, I can't. If I'm at home, especially like right now, I'm sitting in my apartment right now. My bed is like three feet away from me. That's not a good environment for me. I'm gonna just. I'll end up just chilling all day. Like no lie. So I got to be in a like in person so it feels like I gotta be at my best in front of like the people that are important like my supervisor if I see him I'm not gonna like slack uh him or her I'm not gonna like slack off I'll actually like be on my on my job but if I'm at home it's, it's just too easy to just hop in <laughs> bed like that's why I didn't like uh the like what during COVID all those online classes I'd wake up at 8 55 in the morning for 9 a.m and like I'm I'm, I'm late I'm literally laying in bed like Clicking on, clicking Get on off. what it was called. So like, <laughs> uh, I got to be a person, be my best. Hey, what you going uh, with?
0: I'm I'm going with hybrid. So I've lived the iteration of all different, all three. I lived the in person. I lived the solely of remote during COVID, uh, and I work hybrid now. Um, everything mm. Terp said is dead on. Like you know the accountability you know that you have being in person. You know working, uh, working with you know your boss over your shoulder things like that. I think especially in the work that I do. Mm-hmm. um the kind of in-person interaction is great you know some of the best ideas um for events or or advice and stuff like that comes from you know water cooler conversations right you know like you know Nate, how many times you know, after a meeting you know we just have a, a side conversation where we're like oh like let's do this you know this is a good idea something like you don't really get that solely through the virtual environment uh, but also i don't want to be at work every day <laughs> you know like, you have the commute you know it's yeah. tiresome like i do like to be be able to work in the comfort of my own home but you know to like to point like bed's right there like it, it, it's tempting so you know if you work from home i think it's definitely advantageous to have a dedicated workspace okay. that's not near you know a bed or you know your tv with distractions or whatever so that you know okay when i go here you know you're able to kind of make that separation of work and home life um, in, in the comfort of your own home at the same time so um definitely a big fan of the hybrid life little have a little bit of balance of you know going to see seeing co-workers seeing people but my own solitude as well
1: all right do you when you work do you listen to music or you work in silence and if you do listen to music what you listening to
2: hmm. uh most of the time i am listening to music okay uh got to varies by the day i'll go like top three artists i listen to at work uh I go with Jay Z for mm. sure, for sure. Hendrick Lamar, and if I'm just trying to chill a little bit, uh, throwing some like breath fires, that's gonna be it right there. Alright, like it. I like it. Um,
0: I do a little bit of. Uh, I definitely I can't work in silence. Okay. <laughs> uh, when we, I'm either listening to music or I'm listening to some podcast. Um, oh. uh, just something that I can have in, uh, in the background. Um. Music-wise, it just depends on the day. I can listen to some rap, some R&B, I can listen to some rock. Um, I can listen to some jazz. It, it just really depends on what, what, mood I, what mood I'm in. Also, like, if there's people in the offices around me or if I'm at home. <laughs> if I'm at home, you know, I'm cranking it up a little bit louder. Um, if i the office, I play something a little bit more mellow, so, you know, not to scare my coworkers away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, it, it really depends on the day, but I'm definitely listening to something throughout the day.
1: All right, next one is going to be long day, back-to-back meetings all day. You going to drink coffee or tea? Coffee.
2: Coffee. Starbucks coffee at that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tea. Tea. Here. Okay. Tea's bad. Not bad. Okay. I like tea. All
1: right, if you were not pursuing the current career that you're pursuing now, what would you be pursuing? Mm. Uh...
2: I'd say I'd probably be doing something, I know I wouldn't be doing computer science to tell you that much. Uh <laughs> hmm, maybe something in like marketing. It kind of does tie into graphic design a little bit, cause like you know, you use graphics in marketing, but I feel like that's probably another uh avenue that I go down. Uh I like, you know, being able like to understand other people's like uh mindsets when it comes to like what a, what people would think so I feel like if I went down that road it'll be uh pretty good pretty, pretty good experience for sure
0: quick plug the marketing department at UCC is looking for uh intern looking for a videographer okay. if you got the time available <laughs> right. I
2: mean,
0: let me <laughs> yeah uh we can get back after if, if you're interested yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but I would definitely uh probably be looking to become a pilot. Interesting. Uh, a fly, yeah, a little flying, love flying crazy. plane. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I would I'd be up in the sky somewhere. I'm in the clouds. Hmm. All
1: right. We're going to a networking event and it's business professional. What's your what's what's your fit
2: or what's the color of your suit?
1: Hmm.
2: It's the last question. Hmm. All right. Me, I've never been a big suit guy like at all. Uh if I gotta put something on though, gotta being like it. professional center, all right, definitely go with like a a button up, uh like under. I'd probably go to something like you know neutral, nothing too like flashy. So maybe like a gray sweater over the top, maybe slide a little tie under there right right there. Okay. Uh, black pants and some some Alexander McQueen's solid fit right Yeah. <laughs>
1: Gabe, this is the guy who said he a humble car was the Tesla. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got it. No, it all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. It makes
2: sense. <laughs> hey, what you going with? Let me see the fit. Let uh, me see the fit.
0: I'm going. I'm going with uh, like a navy, a, a dark blue suit. Okay. Um, with the with a brown belt, brown shoes, brown tie combo. Got to have the pocket square. I just um, a little, for just a little bit of the little bit of flash, flash in there. Um, white shirt, uh, co- uh combo. Slim okay, Clean, so, yeah.
1: clean clean I like it. Well, that wraps up this episode. Like I said, I definitely appreciate y'all coming out, speaking to our viewers, our listeners. Uh, but before I let your, you all go, um, where can our listener viewers kind of contact you if they have any questions? So I'll let y'all plug yourself social media,
2: LinkedIn. Where can they find you? Uh I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Brandon Turp, and you just type that in. And also hit me on Instagram. Uh that's b.terp. And Twitter is bterp So everything involves my name. So you can just go ahead. I'm I'm open to any questions, any opportunities.
0: Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. That. Yeah. You can find me on LinkedIn, um, Gabe Pickett. Um, or you can just uh, shoot me an email, gpicket at umb.edu. Uh come by the career center. Come by the seller Center. Um, one of one of two places. Um, but if you have also have any questions, you can always uh, hit Nate. He can always find me. So
1: definitely. Well, just to plug our uh, upcoming events, we have the Career Readiness Week coming February uh fourteenth and fifteenth. We'll be talking about mental health, um, in the workplace. Gay will be in attendance. Um, and then we have Black Voices and Career Readiness. That's going to be on Tuesday, February twenty first. So that's going to be a very good. Handed real conversation um, that's going to be important. We have women in the workforce coming up on March 27, a little further out, but another great real conversation we'll be having. And then, Gabe, you got any upcoming events on your behalf from UCC or BSOS you want to promote?
0: Absolutely. Uh, The University, uh, the Spring University Career and Internship Fair, February 15th through the 17th, will be the in-person days. They'll be taking place at Stamp. Wednesday the fifteenth is the all per, uh, all majors day. Uh, the sixteenth uh, Thursday is all majors plus STEM, and then the seventeenth is all uh, all STEM and engineering. Um, the virtual day is February twenty fourth, which is the following Friday, um, and that will be virtual, so you can log in right on your computer. Make sure you check it out uh, on the UCC website. Uh, do your homework. See what uh, employers are coming. Things like that. Right now we have about two hundred employers that are registered to be, be attending over the, over the three days uh, with more to come over the next couple of weeks. Um, so definitely check that out.
1: Thank you. Well, on behalf of Marilyn May, we just want to thank you. I think your perspective was great and unique, and I think it added a lot of value to this conversation. So thank you again, um, and I, I hope you have a good rest of your week. All right. Uh, thank thank you. you. Thanks for having us. You. All right. See y'all next time. Bye.